I didn't even know she was sick. I never even got the chance to say goodbye to my own mother. You had no right to keep that from me. That was not your decision to make. No way. You walk around with your pictures in your wallet, and you're all, I forgive you. I forgive Pop. I forgive everyone, baby. You're full of shit. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Rotten Potato Podcast, a podcast where four friends sit down and review movies that you absolutely should have seen already. And I am friend of the pod, <laughs> Zach, here with the three hosts of the Rotten Potato Podcast. I'm Tyler, one of the hosts. I'm Scott. I'm Jake, host number three. <laughs> great! It's great to be back again, <laughs> boys. So glad you're back. Thanks you're for having me. You, I've got to say, you're my favorite guest. Uh, <laughs> thank you. That we have. Am I also your least favorite, though? 100. percent Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, it's good to be on top, Zach. Just, uh, just remember that. Okay. Good to be on top. We could consider like Onyx a guest because everyone's what you hear is like jingle jangle. <laughs> That's true. Jingle jangle. <laughs> Then I guess Echo was a one-time guest as well. Oh, yeah, I yeah. heard her barking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I'm pretty sure Pippin has been as well a guest. No, Pippin's never made a noise. <laughs> <laughs> Pippin's my dog. You've never heard us talk about him because he he doesn't do anything. <laughs> He's a Milford man. Yeah, <laughs> neither seen nor heard. <laughs> well, Zach, we, what uh, what is this movie that we're doing? I'm I'm genuinely asking because it made that much of an impact on me. Uh, <laughs> <ooh>. <laughs> Shoot. Starting off strong. <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm a little less excited now. For this well, yeah, we're doing the movie uh, Warrior, um, which is a, f a sports movie, a fighting movie that came out in 2011. Um, and we'll get to just the facts in a little bit. Uh, do you guys want me to get into why I picked yeah, it? Right why'd yeah, why'd you pick it? Yeah. So I picked this movie for a few different reasons. Um, one, so our whole thing, our whole theme of this podcast is like, we're talking about movies that you, that people will say like, how have you not seen this movie? How have you not seen Back to the Future, Star Wars, this or that? Not saying that this movie is as iconic as any of those movies, but this is a movie that in my life, I have actually had people say like, oh, how have you not seen Warrior? You really need to see this movie. Like, honestly, a handful of people have mm -hmm. told me that before. Mm -hmm. And so um, I finally got around to seeing it about, a year ago now or so. Um, and I, and I really liked it quite a bit. Um, so another reason that I picked it is because we don't do a ton of sports movies on this mm -hmm. podcast. Um, but they've done great when we have, that's true. Oh really? Do they? Well, Typically. We, yeah. We've done Moneyball and Moneyball in our top five. Oh, well, you know what? High. I, th I thought you meant like our, uh, like downloads on sports movies are higher. Uh, oh, that's, that's also true. Moneyball, Moneyball performed really well. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So did 42 actually. Mm hmm. Okay, cool. That's good to know. People like sports. Yeah. Or maybe baseball. We've only done baseball. <laughs> maybe people well, like baseball. That's not entirely Field true. Field of dreams. Very baseball. bad. Yeah. <laughs> true. But it was baseball. <laughs> we have done a lot of baseball, but my thought was, you know, we haven't done like a professional fighting movie. Mm -hmm. And then I remember that I picked one. We did Million Dollar Baby. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Which I completely, I forgot about. Yeah. I was a little actually bummed to remember that because I thought this would be like the first one that we did for the uh, podcast. Dude, but you've picked both of them. So how about that? You know? 
It, it, that doesn't make much of a difference for me yeah. as, I, a, as a guest. I yeah. will say <laughs> it's a massive difference between boxing and MMA. Yeah, but more similar than baseball and no, I would MMA. say I would uh, yeah more similar than baseball and MMA, but I would say just as similar as like soccer and basketball. You know? Okay. Yeah. So I would have said like soccer and croquet. Okay. <laughs> okay. Zach or uh, well, Jake, it, give it, us it, another uh, completely yeah. uh, ridiculous analogy. Probably something like like golf and archery. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Those are pretty similar. I don't think so. <laughs> Well, anyways, the third reason that I picked this movie is because uh, I think that it's just like incredibly like emotionally compelling. Um, And I think it's like a really effective drama as well as just like a a cool sports movie. Um, I think that it kind of has like it's it's found a second life in its streaming and and DVD um, era. And so uh, I I feel like this movie kind of has become more of a relevant film than it was when it came out into theaters. Um, and I think this movie has a lot of fans. And so, um, and, and I'm one of them. I liked this movie a lot and I liked it even more my second time. So I'm excited to talk about it. Well, Scott, before we get into uh, some of our uh, overall takes and feedback, why don't you hit us with a little bit of just the facts for this movie? Yes. So this was directed by Gavin O'Connor. It was written by uh, O'Connor as well as Anthony Tambakis and Cliff Dorfma. I, I'm assuming that's right. <laughs> I can't see it, but I'm sure it is. It released uh, September 9th, 2011, has a runtime of 140 minutes. Rotten Tomatoes gave it an 84%. IMDb gave it an 8.2. Uh, it had a box office of $23.3 million on a budget of $25 million, So it actually lost money. Um, so less than a one ROI on that. It didn't win any awards, but it was nominated for best supporting actor for Nick Nolte. Who, interestingly, the studio fought really hard to not have take this role. Uh, Nick Nolte. Uh, they just really didn't think that he could do it. Uh, but the, the screenwriters wrote the part for Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte was the father, the father. Okay. I wish more studios would fight to have Nick Nolte not take roles. Really? You're not a Nick, not a Nick Nolte fan? <laughs> I kind of am. I, Wait, I like really? Nick Nolte. Quite I don't a bit. like him. I don't, I don't feel like, honestly, I feel like I've only seen him in a few things and I can't think about what they are. But when I think about Nick Nolte, I'm like, I don't really like him that much. Interesting. Jake, you were a late bloomer to this movie, right? No. Oh, and Scott? I was. Okay. Uh, I thought I was, but it turns out about halfway through this movie, I was not. Uh, that's the second time that's happened to you. Yeah, it really, it's it's becoming a, a problem, apparently. Yeah. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not stoked to hear that, though, because apparently it didn't make an impression. <laughs> it was really impactful. Friend. Yeah. Um, I'll, I, I have a lot to say about this movie, but uh, I'll, I'll just kind of like prelude my thoughts and then uh, Jake, we'll, we'll jump over to you, but... Uh, I'll, I'll say that the first half of this movie, uh, was like a three for me and the back half was like a nine. Wow. The first half was a, th- a three out of 10. So terrible out of a hundred. But then, so the, just, just the back half when you only were watching people fighting, which is like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Basically from the scene that we listened to, which is also when I remembered that I had seen this movie before. So apparently I had the exact same feeling about this movie the first time I watched it because the whole first half made such so little an impression on me uh, that once I once they get to the beach or I'm sorry, once they get to Atlantic City and they're in the hotel, I'm like, 
man, this scene looks really familiar. I must've seen this scene before. And then they get, you know, the, uh, they're in the hotel and I definitely remembered the hotel scene and then the beach. And I'm like, no, I just have seen this movie before. Um, and from that point on, uh, I was still kind of like, all right, well, you know, not, not into it, but you know, want to still, I, I, I'm always trying to, even when I don't like something, like give it a fair shake, like eventually this is going to get me. And I realized we were only about halfway through and I was like, okay. And then basically from the point they get into the, into the octagon, I thought it was such a well-made movie. Mm. Um, but everything before then, I, I think like was just absolutely terrible. Mm. Jake, what do you think? You had seen I, this before. Yeah, I think I had, Zach, maybe the most opposite experience to this movie that you had possible. Uh, I saw this movie probably in 2011, 2012. It like, came out on Redbox, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I probably watched it four times in three days. Like, oh, wow. I, I loved it. I, mean, I just I, you know, I had it on Redbox, so I just had to get as much in <laughs> as possible for that $2, $3 that we spent on that. Uh, and then I never heard anybody talk about it. And I still haven't heard anybody talk about it. And I watched it again when I was in college because I remember being like, that movie was awesome. And then I thought it was probably just one of the more okay movies I've ever seen. Uh, I don't, like if somebody was like, I like that movie, I'd be like, okay. And if somebody was like, I didn't like it, I'd be like, okay. But if somebody either really liked or really didn't like it, I'd be like, really? I don't know. I just, I feel like it's the most middle of the road thing I've ever seen. And uh, Zach, I think, hold on, I got it. This is your movie. And it's, it's getting thrown to the sharks, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Jake just slapped onto the table. Uh, I'm, I, I think herrings. it's a package of, oh, herrings. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, there was a scene in this movie that I think is the most insane thing I've ever seen in my life where the commentators, the fight commentators are sitting there and, uh, and Joel Ed- Edgerton is walking up and they're talking about him. And then the, one of the commentators pulls out a live goldfish Ah, he's just yeah. like strapped with a goldfish. That's right, yeah. And then he says, this is Brennan, and he's about to get thrown to the sharks. And yeah. I was like, he just, he bought a goldfish for that bit. For this moment. And for a radio yeah. uh, comment- yeah, commentary. Yeah, like a, a live goldfish. <laughs> and I thought, that's was it just, alive? It was alive, yeah. yeah it okay. was swimming around in there. And I was like, this I is the most down. insane thing I've ever seen in my life. And I thought about it, and I kept thinking, I paused the movie. I thought about it for like 10 minutes, about how crazy it was. And I was like, I want to bring a goldfish onto the podcast. And I was like, well, maybe I could get a dead one. And so I'm Googling. I'm like, <laughs> does Petco sell dead goldfish? Uh, and, you know, because I thought it'd be really funny to have a belly up goldfish in a bag like that. And then I, I couldn't really find anything on that. So you I could have bought just a live goldfish and just shook it. Yeah, I could have. <laughs> I could have. And then I was like, is it? Peter, we do not endorse yeah. that. And th- I, I was having a real conversation with somebody. I could never with any of you because I wanted to surprise you. Uh, but I was like, is it morally wrong for me to kill a goldfish for a bit? I don't know. So then I went down to the 88 ranch and I bought a pack of, uh, of dried salted herrings. Uh huh. He texted me. I didn't want Scott like, to be annoyed. I like an hour before recording was like, is it okay if I bring dead fish in a bag into the recording room? Because <laughs> yeah. I realized I was like, I don't know how Scott's going to feel about this, but this is Scott's house. So I had to text Scott uh, and ask him if I could bring dead fish into the office. Well, I mean, they're in a sealed package. I, for I, wanted, listeners I wanted to open benefit. it and put it in a Ziploc bag. because I thought, <laughs> I thought that would have been funny. But I didn't get here early enough to prep. How how did you feel about that when he texted you that, Scott? Uh, I said, LOL, why? (laughs) 
And then he told me about, he reminded me of this in the movie. And I said, ah, okay. As long as it doesn't smell, I don't care. So then I decided to keep, I was like, let's just keep it sealed. Uh, but yeah, I think that's, I I feel, I think I feel how you felt during that movie dumbstruck right now. (laughs) (laughs) I I still can't really believe that that just happened. That was what I wanted to get across. Like I thought about it and I was like, okay, so like he bought this, he hid it under his desk and he waited to pull it out. And then nobody reacted. I don't really even remember that part of the movie. Is that I do remember for sure it. what happened? Yeah, it's hundred percent because there's a line afterwards uh-huh. after he wins the fight. He says, "I hope you kept the receipt for your goldfish." Yeah, uh, <laughs> insane. It was a it was a fairly substantial bit in the movie. Interesting, yeah. and I just couldn't believe how crazy it was. So, anyways, uh, that's my contribution to this episode. Also, I don't I don't think so. But correct me if I'm wrong. This was not based on a real no. or true story. Correct? No, I don't think okay. so. Can we get the dead fish off the table now, please? I don't <laughs> want to be staring at them for Do the you next. Feel like, was it worth it? Was the bit worth it? Yeah. Okay. I think so. It 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 it, it really killed our momentum, <laughs> uh, which is and it's mostly for us because no one that's listening can see it. We could post a picture of the fish. <laughs> we've already established almost none of our listeners are on our Instagram. That's true. But if if they want to see it. Uh, but yeah, it really bothered me. I thought about it a lot. Scott, you were a late bloomer to this movie. Oh, I'm I sorry. I need to, I need to give a new, a shout out. My girlfriend, she told me when I was thinking about goldfish, she's like, you should just go get an already dead fish oh. and then put it in a bag full of water. And I was like, that'd be really funny. But <laughs> the, the bag full of water didn't pan out. <laughs> Scott. Um, yeah. So, uh, I, I didn't hate the movie. I didn't love the movie. Um, I think there was things like the fish. I, I felt like some of the fighting and stuff like made me like struggle with the plot a little bit. Um, I thought acting was just okay at times. It was decent. Like it was pretty good at other times. Um, I don't know. I felt like some of it I landed on me really well. I, I think when he's like fighting his brother and they're having some of those like side conversations I thought those were like impactful and and powerful, like telling him like, Hey, we don't have to do this. And like trying to like work through forgiveness and um, feeling like abandonment and those types of things. I thought those were good. So some of the like themes I thought were fine. Um, I didn't believe that the older brother would have won that fight for a split second. Yeah. Um, the way that all the fights were going, like, he couldn't stay on his feet and his brother was knocking people out in one hit. And so it just didn't make sense to me that, that, but the brother, the brother demonstrated through all of his fights that he could take a lot of punishment compared to other fighters. I think that was for sure. I think it's just all those fights were within two day span. Yeah. The, the only thing I, I, yeah, that's the other thing is he got the crap beat out of him (laughs) so many times in two days, but the only credit I gave was like, okay, well like, they're brothers. They've probably been fighting each other their whole lives. So maybe he's got an edge there. Except but, not. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They they, 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 split, they split in high school, I guess. Uh, but yeah, no, that was maybe the least, less believable than the guy bringing the goldfish was that Brennan would win that fight. Zach, I want to put uh, all the pressure on you to uh, uh, like sell us on this. Because uh, I, I will say that this movie is uh, in IMDb's top 250 of all time. Uh, it's number 163. Uh, critics pretty strongly agree that this was uh, a really well-made movie. Um, I also watched uh, a lot of um, 
like uh, actual UFC fighters kind of breaking down scenes from this movie um, that like, you know, kind of essentially said like, yeah, the fighting is just okay. It's not great, but like overall we love this movie. So like, it's a movie that fighters really love. Like it's a story that fighters really love. Um, But what are some things that you, that particularly like work for you about this movie? Um, I think, I don't know. I guess I'm just an easy sell with this movie. Like, I, I'm kind of surprised, Scott, to hear that you thought the acting was just okay. Because I thought that that was, like, one of the strong points. I, I felt like it was very back and forth. Like, I feel like there was times where the acting was done really well. Uh-huh. And then other times where I was like, wait, what? Like, like what that, was it, one it of those like different. moments then? Oh, man. I really should have wrote that down. Taking some notes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let me think about it okay. and then I'll bring it back up. Yeah. Um, I guess let me, let me preface some of my love for this movie with like, I understand that it's kind of a cheesy movie. Like it's a little cliche. Um, and I think that like, maybe I, I went into it expecting that a little bit. Cause I think like most sports movies are, I think like a lot of them that kind of comes with the territory a little bit. I think, uh, you know, we talked about Moneyball. I think Moneyball excluded, I don't think Moneyball is a cheesy movie, but I think a lot of them can be or can feel very formulaic. And I do think in some ways this movie is a little formulaic. And then in some ways I don't think it is. Um, and so I, I, I don't go into this movie expecting the kind of film that I would expect film students to be talking about. I go into this movie for, I think, a very, like, entertaining and like emotionally compelling time um, to where like, I, I mean, I get emotional during this movie quite a bit. I thought Nick Nolte really like, I love his character. I thought that relationship was really interesting. Um, Anything that has to do with father son relationships, I'm a pretty easy sell. So maybe like I'm just kind of this movie's like demographic. Yeah. Yeah. Target Um, brother, brother relationships. I always find very, compelling um and so i just i like this is the kind of story that i'm gonna really like and then throw in some like really cool fight scenes like i think can brendan like realistically defeat tommy i'm just so uninterested in like the reality of that situation like i i could not care less Hmm. but do i care about like the emotional payoff that comes from brendan defeating tommy yeah I do. And I really love the ending scene that that leads to. And I think that that's what makes for like a really like, uh, for me, compelling movie. I don't watch MMA. I don't care about MMA. I don't care about like, I I don't really compare about the reality of this situation. Um, but I love the human story that comes with it. Um, and so I think that that's what, really um that's what i love about this movie like if if i were to tell you my favorite moments of this movie it's never the fights it's never the training montage it's none of that it's it's the conversation that nick nolte has with brendan it's the conversation that nick nolte has with tommy in the casino and then it's the ending scene where where um brendan defeats tommy and they have like that cathartic moment during the national song which i think is like a fantastic ending i loved the ending of this movie um this is a movie that I go back and I, I rewatch just scenes of um, more than I do most movies. And so maybe it's a little bit of like a guilty pleasure movie, mm-hmm. like more than I realize that it is. Um, 
maybe it's just a feel good movie for me, even though at times it's kind of a feel bad movie. I think it's kind of a sad movie, um, but it, it just works for me. I feel like this might be like my field of dreams a little bit where like, it might be a little silly at times. Um, but I think the, the themes, the messages that come with it are just hit me so hard that like, I just, I love it. I take, I take it all warts and all and just really enjoy this movie. I will say I, I really like, again, kind of like, you know, um, going back to what I sort of preluded to, uh, really everything when they're in Atlantic city on all of those interactions, I felt very emotionally invested in, uh, I thought they were done really well. Um, I, I frankly really didn't like, um, most of the relationships even like, I didn't feel like they even worked until that point. Um, like even, uh, uh, Brendan's relationship with his wife Mm -hmm. all leading up. I was like, man, like this actress, like I've been following for most of her career because I was a huge fan of house. Okay. Um, and so like, I know her, I, I know what she's capable of. I know what she's not capable of. And the whole time I felt like she was really super weak really until, um, she gets the text message like, like she's like, just like, you know, we have a couple of scenes of her in the living room by herself and even just her acting displaying that pensivity, uh, and anxiety. I thought she delivered really great on, you know, and, and then when she's in the, in the audience, I feel like she delivered great on that energy. And like, and so it, to me, um, I, I think I completely agree with you. Um, although I do like having like, remembered that I'd seen this movie before going back and looking at a little bit of like the details about it, remembered that I had seen this movie before because at the time I was really into MMA at the time I was, uh, I, it was the only sport that I really watched because I'm not a big sports watcher, but I had, uh, a bunch of friends that were really into, into MMA and, and that, uh, actually fought, uh, and so I paid a lot of attention to it. And then this movie came out And I felt like this was a movie made for MMA fans and like the back half really delivered, but it was also like trying to be maybe a best picture, you know, Mm. bait. Okay. And it just failed at that for the first half of the movie because it was like, it was just, I mean, to, you know, use a, an apt metaphor. Maybe it was fighting outside of its weight class for the first half of the movie, like say million dollar baby, which is really not mo- a movie about fighting. It's, you know, just like this maybe isn't really a movie about fighting. It's a movie about, you know, human relationship, but I felt like million dollar baby <clears throat> delivered the whole way through on being a like Oscar worthy, uh, you know, drama, and story about relationships. And I just, I felt like the first half just didn't, it just didn't, it got, it got its ass kicked in the first half of the movie. This is the Brennan of movies. Yeah, uh, kind of. Yeah. It was, it was, it, it is an underdog in some ways. Yeah. It's a good point. I, I think that what you guys are saying, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. Uh, good about the movie is like such a small part of the movie. Like you, you talk about the three conversations that happen. That's probably what, maybe three or four minutes of the movie total. Like, I don't know. And then like, like uh, the wife, 
she starts getting good after she gets the text, but she's like on screen for maybe two minutes after that. Sure. Maybe of the movie. Like, I feel like, like the things that you took, I'm surprised that you like this movie and that you liked those things about this movie, because I just feel like that's not what the movie was. I honestly could not disagree more. I feel like <laughs> that's entirely what the movie's about. I like, think Jake's, ar- I think Jake's argument is from a screen time perspective. Like yeah. so little screen time is devoted to those moments, to, to the moments that you and I are talking about. Oh, okay. like mo- most of the movie we are watching training. We are watching uh-huh. fighting. It's like, that's not, that's not what we're seeing. So like, like you like, you like, Six minutes of an hour and 40 or 144 minutes. No, I like all of it. I didn't say that those are the six minutes I like and that's you, it. I you said, said when I f- think about the movements, moments I like, it's not this. No, I said those are my favorite parts. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I like, I like all of it. Uh-huh. Like, honestly, I enjoy the entire movie, but I'm saying those are my favorite parts. And I think that's what tells us, like, that's what's driving these characters throughout the entire movie. And so, like, that's the context of the movie and with that in mind, gives weight to the rest of the movie. I'll also say, <clears throat> I think it's a really pretty movie. I think it's very well shot. Okay. I think it's extremely well shot. Was there like a specific shot or a couple of shots that you feel like are worth mentioning? Yeah, uh, I can think of a couple. Uh, I think the scene um, where Nick is in... Uh, parked out in front of Brendan's house uh, and Brendan gets back from uh, I think just having lost his job I think at the time or he gets back from oh no he He gets back from from uh, from his conversation with Frank um, where he's like okay like I'm getting back into fighting he's just lost his job he's gonna try and pursue this and uh, his dad is waiting for him in the street that whole that whole scene was shot so well um I, I really loved it. I also really loved everything. Uh, again, second, the back half of the movie, the last 50 minutes, everything shot in the octagon. I thought was shot really well. Uh, I loved the, um, <clears throat> I loved the, uh, what they did with the lighting in that scene where you have essentially like outside the octagon, it's just, it falls to black so fast unless we're like cutting to, actually seeing the audience. I really liked that because there is a tendency to want to like make this look like an actual UFC fight, in which case you can really see the grandstands. You can see all the people, you can see their reactions and we're not meant to focus on those things. We're really meant to focus on the, um, we're really meant to focus on the, the either, uh, intensity or the terror in the fight. Um, I thought that was done really well. I, I kind of like a lot of boxing movies like do this poorly in my opinion, where we are seeing too much of the whole picture where they're, they're kind of shooting it like a live event. Um, and they don't do this here. They make some really interesting, like creative decisions in that way. Um, I also think all of the, uh, like locker room sequences, I loved the, the, uh, angles and lighting in all the locker room sequences. Mm. I, after every one of those, I was like, man, that was, that was shot really well. Mm. Um, and then the last one that I'll, I'll give mention to is the clip that we just listened to uh, them on the Atlantic city beach. Mm-hmm. Um, the sort of uh, establishing shot right before that of the city, like as a ghost town mm-hmm. was like really compelling, really interesting and then to show then the the them on the beach and to shoot them sort of like two 
uh, gunslingers sort of approaching each other from opposite ends of the beach, stopping, recognizing each other, and then moving forward. All of those scene, uh, all the shots in that sequence were, I think, really pretty. Mm-hmm. I think like that, <clears throat> excuse me, that sequence in particular, like, I think it fell flat for me, not because it wasn't executed well, but because I, I just wasn't bought, that bought in at that point. So like when you, when we talk about it now and when I think about it outside of the context of the movie, I think that was a really good scene. But when I watched it in the moment, I was just kind of like, okay, let's show me the fighting. I want to watch fighting. I no, I completely agree with you. By that point, I wasn't yet bought in and Uh even their fight, I thought fell really flat for me. Um, Uh but from a writing perspective, because it was like, like, I just don't care enough about any of their relationships because they didn't do a good job of giving me anything Mm -hmm. to like hook into up until that point. And so by the time we get there, like truly by the end of that, I was actually annoyed by the end of that scene by how bad this movie was. Like, jeez, yeah. Like I was really angry at the, at the screenwriter. Like it's interesting to hear you guys say you weren't bought in. Cause like, I, I think I was bought in by the end of the first scene when Tom Hardy shows up to Nick Nolte's, house i was super interested and i was like then. yeah i'm in this is i was I super like interested yeah. and between. then they yeah and then they just left me hanging for almost, 45 huh. minutes i almost wish this would have been two separate movies one following brendan's character and leaving out tommy's and the, or one with tommy's leaving out brendan's like i feel like it was trying to bring too much into one thing and so it didn't give it the depth it needed it didn't give yeah it didn't give any any good because i felt like if i was bought into these characters it'd be uh-huh. way more impactful for me Okay. But I wasn't there with any of the characters. Interesting. Yeah. And I think it was frankly really good acting. Like I do think that, uh, I do think that Tom Hardy and, uh, Edgerton really like, they carried a lot of weight. Uh huh. Um, and Nick, you know, although Nick, I didn't feel like really shown until his, uh, relapse. Really? Like once he relapsed, I was well. No, that's not true. The scene right before then, uh, in the casino. In the casino. So not when he goes to Brendan's house and sees his granddaughters. No. Oh my was, gosh, I'm crying. No, that, that was that was so poorly written. It it was seriously. Like, yeah, Nick what Nolte was, did what, okay, but like it was just like, <sighs> what was poorly written about it? I just don't care about these characters yet. I mean, I'm I'm hearing you guys, and I I don't want to like think you're. <laughs> Oh, like you're entitled to your own opinion. I just do not understand it like at all. What was it that bought you into it at that point? Like during that scene or prior to that? Both. So here's what I'll say, because in some ways this movie does feel a little compartmentalized um, into, into two separate films. And it's interesting that you said like if these were two different movies, I feel like maybe the Tommy Patty, so like the Tom Hardy, mm-hmm. Nick Nolte movie, maybe that would be a better movie. I think the Brendan movie would be a million times worse because I think his story feels the most cliche to me. Like the really like good, likable character who is down on his luck and he's working a couple jobs trying to make ends meet, you know, and he's the one that ends up winning later on and has kind of the wife that has to come around and support him. Like that feels kind of the most cliche sports movie of this movie to me. Um, So like I said, I'm bought in after the first scene on Tommy's story, at least I think what Tom Hardy's doing in this, in this role, in this performance is really interesting. And I, if uh, Nick Nolte as well, um, I think like, I really am interested to hear more about like what went on with Patty and his sons and why are they so hardened against him? And like, 
and how is that going to work with him now training Tommy with Brendan? Maybe it takes a little bit more time. Um, but I guess it's hard for me not to be compelled by even like I'm saying it's cliche, but maybe it's cliche because it works and because people really respond to it to like to see an underdog overcome the challenges. And so, um, I don't know, it's, it's not too hard for me to, to buy into that story. And I think Joel Edgerton does a good job. Brendan is, I think of the three, my least favorite, um, in his story. I'm not super, I'm not as compelled by, but I, I love the way that it ties into Tommy's story. And I love, um, their relationship or not necessarily love, but I'm, I'm very intrigued by it and I want to know more by it. And I'm moved by the bitterness that they have towards each other and, and the bitterness that Tommy has towards Brendan and towards Patty and, and that scene on the beach when you're hearing about what happened. And like, I, I find that all very interesting and very compelling. Um, and so I, I don't know if I could tell you the moment that I became bought in on Brendan's story, but like I said, I'm bought in on, on Patty and Tommy after scene one. Yeah, I, I think part of it for me, I, I actually might personally like the Brendan story so much more than the Tommy story. And this might be because Tom Hardy, I I, I, I really think that Tom Hardy outacted his lines um, because the like viciousness and vitriol that he has just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Really ever. And so mm. like, like I'm bought in at first and then they give me no real story or context to support the viciousness. And then like, even like, like what little they're giving me, I'm like, all right, like I can see Brendan's reaction completely. I cannot wrap my head. Like there must've been something truly horrific that happened that they're just never going to tell me about that has caused Tommy to have this like truly like, I mean, uh, like vile filled hate for both of these people, for his brother who like, like it just, it makes no sense. Like I kept thinking like, did his brother like molest him or something? Like that's like, that's what I was thinking like had to have happened. Um, and, and so like, I actually kind of frankly hate Tommy's character and his story the entire way through. I, I had a feeling <clears throat> at one point that I was like, I feel like Tommy is kind of the villain of this story in a lot of ways. And like, because he wasn't just, he didn't just hate, like I, I, I kind of a separate thought, but kind of separate. he didn't just hate them. Too. He seemed to hate every single person, but the ex, uh, or not the ex, the, the, the widow of his army buddy. Like he didn't treat anybody. Marine, but yeah, Marine, yeah. sorry. But he, he didn't treat anybody remotely well aside from her. I don't, I, not that we seem to interact with too, too many people, but he's just like, he's aside got, he from seems the to relapse everybody. Scene. In the relapse scene, he like does actually go in and like help his dad. That's yeah. True. Yeah. Which I, I thought was touching, you know, but again, it, it, it felt like it didn't really track. It didn't really make sense. Like, yeah. yeah. And again, I think it's just that Tom Hardy, like, I think I'm sticking with that opinion. Tom Hardy outacted the writing of this movie. I think the right. And, and I'll never, I, I don't think I'll ever really like um, affront a cheesy sports movie. It's one of my favorite genres. Um, but they like, I think they tried to do something bigger than a cheesy sports movie. And really they should have just stayed in their lane 
because they didn't land on what they were trying to do. I think I agree with that because I don't I don't mind a cheesy movie. I don't mind. I like a cheesy sports movie, but it did it did feel like they they didn't know what they had and they were trying to go. It's for more. I mean, it's it's funny that you guys say that because like like that can be your opinion, but. I feel like if that's what happens, this movie just gets kind of like lost into obscurity. It doesn't get the 8.2 it has on IMDb. I feel like it is lost into obscurity. No, it's not. But like I've told you, people in my life have like told me like, oh, you've like they bring up Warrior, especially like I've had people when they find out that we have a podcast and they'll ask, hey, have you seen Warrior? That's a really great movie. And I was like, no. And they're like, you do. Do you need to? Uh, interestingly enough, Gavin O'Connor has a TV show. A warrior, it's not going to be a continuation of the story, but it's kind of like it's uh, it's going to be a fighting show that continues on stories like the theme of like people dealing with family drama, different like dramatic, I guess, plot points who also are going to be MMA fighters. Lionsgate is producing this and it got picked up on Paramount Plus. Gavin O'Connor is going to be producing it, writing it and directing it. See that. So like that show was going to be my point. Because I googled where to stream Warrior, and then this movie didn't come up. That doesn't well. There's a ton of movies that you can't stream. It's but because this movie, they're not popular enough. It's but, because like a streaming service doesn't have the right to it at the time. But then, it, like that, then they say, "Oh, you can buy it on Prime Video. You can buy it here, whatever." Uh-huh. Like this movie just didn't come up. It's a, the thing that came up was the TV show, the the Warrior TV, the show. other one that's unrelated to this. Because this was on Netflix a year ago. That's how I watched it the first time. Uh-huh. So I'm not sure what point you're trying to make. That it's just not on HBO, on, wasn't it? This one, yeah, HBO? and it's on HBO. That's how I watched it. Yeah, actually, I think that is where I watched it. But like, I had to, I, what, I had to make a a more specific effort, a more specific Google search to say Warrior 2012. Where to? Stream. Yeah, no, and I'm not trying to say like so like, like I prefaced at the beginning of the episode. This is not like it's probably kind of cheating to do this on this podcast, even though we've done The Last Castle. I think we've done other movies that are <laughs> even more obscure than this. Sure. But what I'm like, You're I welcome. think that this movie has gained relevancy over time. And like, even in interviews that I read about Gavin O'Connor, like he mentions how people, like he's gotten so much of a, a much more of a response about this movie 10 years down the line than he ever did when it came out. So much so that like they're developing a TV show. Like they they wouldn't develop a TV show if this had no audience. But people are over the last decade have responded to this movie. I I definitely think it has an audience. Um I definitely think it has an audience. Uh but that I think that it very much has an audience. And again, like IMDb put this in their top 250 movies, which is, I'm pretty sure a curated list, right? That's not a... IMDb is such a mess. If you access IMDb from the mobile app versus from the mobile website versus from the, 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 that's the top site. Uh, you get different. You get different. Or whatever. That's yeah. fair. A- anyway, <laughs> I saw on on the app that, that it was number 160 yeah. something. And regardless of whatever list, 8.2 on IMDb is pretty high. Sure. sure. There are uh, there are movies that we've scored higher that we haven't li- that, that mm-hmm. have scored higher that we haven't liked. Uh, and I there are so many movies on the IMDb top two fifty that I've never heard of in my life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was just gonna say though, I, I I think that this movie definitely has an audience for sure. Um, but I I don't and I and I will not by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, discount your experience of people coming up to you and saying like, oh my gosh, this movie. Um, but I will say I haven't had that experience. Mm-hmm. I've, uh, 
like other than fighters, I've never heard anyone talk about this movie. Mm. Um, and, and like, even when you like picked it, like I have heard a lot of people talk about fighter, which came out around the same time. Yeah. With Christian Bale with Christian Bale. And I think that that like, just like had a lot more, uh, like, a broader audience grab uh-huh. where like this movie just, I mean, even in the box office, you know, it, it obviously lost money. Um, like it just didn't like, I'm sure it is, uh, like it does. I'm, I'm certain. I know for sure that it has a cult following. Uh, it has an audience. I just don't know. That, I, I can say for sure that, uh, it's, it's not me. Like I, I have zero interest in watching, Gavin O'Connor's show because I think he's a, a pretty piss poor writer. Um, and it's a shame because I mean, I, I think that he had great talent in this. I think that he had great bones. Like I really like the, I like the premise of the story. Um, if he just would have written a better story, I think this would have been, uh, this, this would have been probably pretty high for me rating wise. I feel like there is something in the story that is so cartoonishly unrealistic to me that I don't know that I think it's that good of a story. And it's the fact that we, we have, you know, this $10 million purse being given to $5 million purse being given to the top, uh, 10 middleweights in the world in a, in a, in a fight, which I don't, I don't know a ton about fighting. I don't think anybody cares about middleweight fighting. Uh, but then the two, three of the people are from Pennsylvania, three of the top best fighters in the world. And one of them is a disgraced physics teacher. And the other one is a, a Marine who nobody's heard of in the fighting game ever. And it just doesn't make it. I can't get any buy-in that this tournament with the top fighters in the world didn't have 10 more well-known people or a hundred, a thousand more well-known people. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I hear you. Um, the, the Brendan character is actually based on a real fighter though. But was he in, in like a, a top? Yeah. After, after his disgrace. Yeah. Visit, really? Really? Yeah. So like the Tommy thing I think is way more unlikely to me. Um, the Brendan thing I obviously know to be fairly likely because it's based on a real person. Um, but the Tommy thing is, is very unlikely to me for sure. Like I, I think that's fairly unrealistic. Um, to, you know, that, that nobody like recognizes this guy's face on, you know, the Super Bowl of fight nights, you know what I mean? Like that, that nobody, you know, other than this one Marine who doesn't know his name, which I think is the cheesiest scene of this movie when they recognize him, mm. he sees, he's like, rewind, rewind. And then he just sprints away and tells nobody <laughs> anything. Like it was the most urgent thing in the world. Guys, see the tape. He yeah. said, that's the guy. That's the guy. <laughs> that wasn't that, right? No, yeah, the Iraq component of this movie, I'm not, I, I don't care for, and think could be probably lifted from the movie, and it'd be better for it. I also, when it first happened, I thought it was going to be like a negative thing. I was like, oh, what yeah. did he do? Right? <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. The way they said it, and and I think that's maybe the 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 when I when I say that this was poorly written, I think maybe to be more specific, I think that's a good microcosm of what I feel about this movie's writing is that they, uh, they don't put enough meat on the bone for anything. And so I'm left with like, I'm left with just connecting to the actor's performances and 
I think that that ends up sort of like force raking us into like, oh, Tom Hardy was like the more interesting, you know, thing because he's just giving more uh, like a better acting performance than Joel Edgerton is. And which is fair because frankly, Tom Hardy's just displayed himself over time to be a much more diverse actor than Joel Edgerton. Um, Who made like no emotes throughout the entire film. (laughs) Kind of. Yeah. Um, and I, and I will say, uh, again, like by the end, this movie really did win me over, um, like the, the last, you know, 45 minutes I absolutely loved. And, uh, the final fight, I was very emotionally invested in it. But again, I don't think that that was like a, a credit to the writer. It wasn't a credit to O'Connor. It was a credit to. Edgerton and Hardy and Nolte and because I do think that that part of the movie is it's hard to write poorly yeah and so you like if you have people giving good performances that's all you need for that I think like and that's probably why because I did I enjoyed the last part of the movie a lot more than I did the first at the end I was like that was okay you know that was a a time but I I think that that might be why is it was just it was hard to mess up yeah yeah um, Scott, you've been a little, uh, you've been listening for a little bit. Uh, yeah. Laughing occasionally. <laughs> I don't know if I'm as harsh on it as Jake or even you at times. I think Tyler's uh, more harsh on it than I am. Oh, really? Oh, I no. thought I was okay about it. No, I felt like you were way harsher. I, cause I said the back half of the movie was a nine for me. <laughs> you said the first half of the movie was a three though. Yeah. <laughs> I said the whole thing was just okay. Yeah, the whole thing felt like a five from you, and I think Tyler would be rating it higher than that. But anyways, um, yeah, I, I think the it has like a lot of potential. I think there are just things that weren't executed as good as they could have been. Um, I do wish I had more backstory on both the brothers and why they're in this thing because I – like you get like little tiny, tiny hints from both of them, but that's kind of it. Um, like I wish I knew more about uh, Joel's character and like his daughter and like what she was suffering with and like yeah, what totally. led him to this place. Like I want to be like emotionally attached to this person. Now, granted, I wanted him to win just because of how much I disliked Tommy's character. Um. <laughs> But I really like, it was a toss up. I was like, I don't really know much about him. Don't really know much about him. They both have a crappy dad. It is what it is. I mean, maybe, maybe it was because I just, I didn't, I didn't really like what I got that much before. Like I thought it was just whatever, but I didn't want any more detail, but maybe I just, maybe I just don't have faith that I, what I would get that was more would be good, but I don't know. I, I will say too, I really loved a couple of more things that, that I thought were really great. I thought Frank Grillo did terrific as the manager. Like I really liked him. And again, I especially liked him in the, um, in the ring. Um, but I also liked him like when he and Brendan are in their office together. I liked him a lot. Um, I thought, I thought probably the, the biggest, failing point in this movie was everything in the training montages. Like there was, a, there was a moment where Frank Grillo's like reacting to 
his main fighter whose name didn't doesn't even matter anymore gets injured and like the the fighter that's getting injured is acting so poorly and frank is acting so poorly and joel is acting so poorly and i was just like man this is this is rough but other than that scene i thought frank grillo did a terrific job uh, as the manager and i also really liked uh i thought like an unsung unsung character of this movie um was the principal yeah, I like Kevin Dunn's character. I I liked the principal pretty well, actually. I, re- I remember like when when things were working for me in the fighting, like I kind of I kind of felt like him watching the fight. Which yeah, tapped him, and I was like, I was pretty like I like when we started fighting, I was into it, and like especially when he was fighting the Russian dude, I was like really tense the yeah. whole time. Like, yeah. and I I think that part of the movie did work for me, and I liked. I feel like experiencing it, you know, watching the principal did kind of add something for me because I I. I felt like him watching it. What's funny is I wasn't like tense around any of the fights. Cause I was like, for sure they're building this up to be brother versus brother. Like there's no way either of them don't make it to the final fight. See, It would have been less cliche if one of them didn't make it to that the is, final fight. That is true. I like, I, I definitely felt early in this movie and then felt pretty closely to toward the end. Like remembered this thought. I was like, I don't think there is going to be a single surprise for me in this movie. No, like, I, I knew that, but I think I just tried, I was trying to forget that I knew like it, it, it's hard to say if I thought this movie was really predictable because I've already seen it. And even if I forgot it, like I've already seen it. Sure. You know, like I didn't, but I just tried to put that away and I was just trying to be there. I did completely forget about it until halfway through. And I was like, yeah, no, this I feel like even on the, like, I remember back when this movie came out, uh, I didn't see it, but I remember seeing the poster and it's just like, Oh, it's about two brothers who fight. Like they fight each other, like just even in the marketing, uh-huh. it just seems ingrained. Well, that, that which like, seemed like something you shouldn't have given away. That was the, the trailer. The story, like I remember yeah. watching the trailer and be like, the two guys fighting for this are brothers. So maybe it wasn't <laughs> supposed to be a surprise. I wasn't surprised. I by don't know. It. I, I mean, mean, I wasn't either. Based yeah. on the screenplay, it was supposed to be a surprise. Well, Why do you I, say that? I th- well, not a surprise to us, but a surprise to the oh, world. To the world, yeah. yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. I thought you meant like to us. No, it's just like a, it's a twist. Responding like, to Jake saying he yeah. was like super tense during. Oh, it. I see. And I was yeah. like, I was like, oh well, he's gonna win. I don't know how. I there was never yeah. a doubt no, no, no. In my he mind. said tense during the Koba fight. He said he was super tense during. Yeah, yeah Brandon like, and Koba. There was not a doubt in my mind that he was yeah, gonna win Scott's the fight. Saying like, why oh, would he be tense? Gonna if you know it. he's gonna. Oh, I understand, to Tommy. I'm, Scott, I'm it's sorry. called being a good audience member. Yeah, <laughs> learn okay. about it. Uh, I don't know how to be a good audience member or a good host. So, <laughs> <laughs> I I do have another uh, nit to pick, but before that, we have some ad copy to read, guys. Oh, did we get a sponsor? Yeah, this episode is sponsored or is brought to you by Remy. Remy products and services are designed to empower you to create a life that's uniquely yours, filled with joy, passion, and purpose. Whether you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe with their stylish and sustainable clothing line, or want to elevate your self-care routine with all their with their all-natural skincare products, Remy has you covered. Thanks, Remy. I wish I could be more excited about my friend Remy's <laughs> sponsorship, but like I'm a little sad right now. Uh-oh. Why? Just I mean, because you feel like. Uh, your movie's getting hated on? Yeah. Oh. Zach, I don't I, love being thrown to the sharks. <laughs> I know the There's feeling. some fish over here <laughs> you can throw fish. instead. I, I think the I'm the fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah Zach, right. Zach, Zach is the herring. That's right. We're just chumming the water for a later review. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't know why you're looking at me. <laughs> 
so okay, I I mean like I I'll be honest, I'm a little surprised to hear some of this. I I didn't think that this was going to make anyone's like top 10 or anything like that. Um but one thing I did think that we all would feel very similarly on is Nick Nolte giving a really great performance. And uh, it doesn't seem like that's the case. I thought that we were I all going to feel similarly on how awesome Tom Hardy's traps were in this movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm, it, I'm willing to talk I'm, about that, yeah, too. I'm willing to talk about that. I, was that real? Like, or, yeah. Yeah. So uh, he was huge. He was huge. I, yeah, I, I watched him in an interview talk about how uh, their, their preparation for this movie was that they would box for two hours in the morning, and then they would do mixed martial arts for two hours. Then they'd do choreography for two hours. And then they would lift weights for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> and that was their regimen for however long. I don't know. But yeah, Tom Hardy was massive. I guess heard? if we were doing that, we'd have the same traps. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think my body could have those traps. I don't think even with that regimen. Yeah, I don't my think neck I isn't long enough a... to disappear that much. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but no, Zach, yeah. I, I thought Nick Nolte did a phenomenal job. Oh, okay, I thought you had. I thought you were down on him a little. No, I didn't say anything I, negative about Nick. I think I. I think all of the okay. acting was really good. I think the. Writing, I'm happy to hear that. I think the writing was just so abysmal. Like I think it was, yeah. I think everything about this movie was good. It was just so poorly written. The that writing. It was, okay, it was I impossible wonder, for me like, to care about. Here's the thing: is I wonder if it was just hard for me to divorce bad writing from not liking Nick Nolte's performance, like. I don't know. Oh, because yeah. So you didn't like Nick Nolte. I'm not a fan of Nick Nolte in general, but yeah. Jake said he would be fine if yeah. he never saw Nick Nolte in another performance ever. Uh-huh. <laughs> Actually, Which, I just I said mean, that I wish studios would fight to, to not, not have, have him. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. But get it right, Scott. Don't. Oh, okay. If Sorry. you're going yeah, to ruin this joke. If yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't care if he's going to, if he wins those fights, good on him. But I want him to have to work hard to work. Got it. Yeah, I thought oh, Nick was fine. I thought Joel wasn't very good. You didn't think he was very good? I, it, nothing was compelling about his acting. Like, even when he was talking about his daughter being sick and dying, like, mm. he felt, I felt no emotions from him. <laughs> Boo hoo, your daughter's dying. <laughs> so you thought Nick was just fine? Yeah, I don't know if I felt anything like special from him, but I think it's part of because of how like over the top Tom's performance was. Mm -hmm. Like I felt like everyone was in Tom's shadow in this movie. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah, I agree with that. I, I thought I thought Nolte was toe for toe along with Tom, and I th I thought that some of their scenes together were some of the most compelling scenes. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. But again, like I think they're their dialogue was so bad man yeah i i mean i like again i don't think i'd i'd say this is this is perfect dialogue like this should be shown in film classes but like i'm i'm not nearly down on the spectrum as you are to where like in, in abysmal territory yeah. like there's some scenes where i think the dialogue's good like I, I love the scene when, um, when Nick Nolte shows up to Brendan's house and says, like, can you just like find a little bit of space in your heart to like let me back in, then sees his daughters, and like almost completely forgets about just the the um, utter rejection that he just got from Brendan, and is just so excited to see his daughters, and he's just like, oh my gosh, is that whatever her name is? Yeah, how she's like she's grown, Brendan, and it's like this is this feels really realistic, like really good dialogue i'm into this i'm crying i thought nick nolte did a good job with yeah. it but i don't think that it was anything like i don't think that it was anything special like i don't think he had a lot to work with 
And the story up to that point didn't support whatever dialogue was even there. I disagree. I, I will say this for you, Zach, is this is not the worst movie I've seen this year that talks about Moby Dick a lot. Is this, though? Uh, the, I can't even think of what other movie you're talking about. The Whale. Oh, uh, I thought you meant like on the pod. No, just this year. Oh, yeah. Hated, okay. well, hated the whale. Is this, though? I'm happy I was that like, you what like this more than about? the whale. <laughs> is this, though, Jake, the best uh, like country's production of this exact same movie? Wait, what? I'm sorry. You'd think that Jake would... Would have gotten that? Yeah, would have gotten that. Yeah, I got that. Uh, Bollywood remade this movie. Did they really? And it's called Brothers. And it's a smash hit in India. Wow. That's... uh, See, people... This is an important movie, Jake. Come on. (laughs) Maybe we should have watched that one. I'm going (laughs) to... I'm going to refrain from comment because I know that news going to listen to this episode in particular. (laughs) (laughs) For For her fish shout out. Yeah. I, I want to bring this back a little bit to Tom Hardy's traps. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could talk about that for a little while. I, I thought it was interesting. I don't know if you guys saw this back like last fall, but did you guys see the news that Tom Hardy uh, entered into like a jiu-jitsu this tournament? Is I was about to he, bring like, this up won too. a couple of jiu-jitsu tournaments. Yeah, and I wonder nice. how much it had to do with this movie, like if that got him into it. But I'm sure I love the idea of some person who... Yeah is not famous like Tom Hardy just having to go toe-to-toe with Tom Hardy. <laughs> yeah. And then getting destroyed. Wasn't Tom Hardy a fighter before he was an actor? Was he really? I don't know. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I don't know much about him as a person. I, I'm i well-established not wanting to know much about famous people. Yeah. I would In my shocked. mind, that was yeah. the case, but I don't know for sure. In my mind, he was like a Dave Bautista type person. Now, not oh, as big as Dave okay. Bautista. I don't, yeah. But I don't like, think he was a professional fighter. Well, Dave Bautista was professional fake fighter <laughs> well i don't think yeah but like scott equated them and so oh. what i'm saying is like i don't think tom hardy was doing this professionally okay yeah i don't know for some reason in my mind he was a fighter before he was an actor uh-huh so i might be completely also wrong. i'm I mean, a little bit right i i don't know like I, I understand why you made the comparison but i'm a little bit insulted that you compared tom hardy to batista because i don't think that batista's that good of an actor i don't think tom hardy's think, that good of an actor i think that tom hardy <laughs> is one of the best actors working right now you don't like Tom Hardy, Scott? Uh, I'll take it back. I don't. I haven't seen him in a ton of things. Uh-huh. I think Venom is awful. Well, yeah. I think that Tom Hardy. I think I what I was gonna bring up is I feel like Tom Hardy will take uh, a bad movie and just act his little heart out, uh, like Venom or like this movie where it's like <laughs> like he's say he's like doing so he's doing so much he's doing the most uh, and I I can never I've never watched uh, a thing with Tom Hardy in it that wasn't good and thought any anything poorly of Tom Hardy because I know he gave it all. Um, so you didn't think Scott, you didn't think that Tom Hardy even performed thought, well in this movie. I thought he overperformed in this movie. Like I, the whole time I was kind of like, why is he the way that he is? Uh huh. Like thinking about the character, I guess, but no, I thought he did fine. I, in this. I'm, I'll, I'm almost a little confused how hung up you guys are on the psychology of Tommy <laughs> being that he's like abandoned by his father his alcoholic father and then his mother died and feels abandoned by his brother. And then also was probably screwed up from war and like left his unit. It was just way too, way too much vitriol, way too intense. It's just not human. Like it was not, How do you know, how do you know it's not? Because has all that happened to you? Not to me. I've but never I've, met anyone like him. 
I'll say. But I'm not saying that. Have that you met all it. the people? In, no, in the I haven't. World? No, but I'm just saying, Zach, I've known people <laughs> who like had an alcoholic father that uh-huh. abandoned. I mean, he didn't abandon them, but had an alcoholic father who was maybe a little too intense in, in their training. Uh-huh. Like that was his that was his only that was the only beef that gets brought up in this movie. Uh, I think they talk about how he beat his mother and how they had to abandon, how they had to run away because he was beating both of them. Uh, yeah, but that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, that's all that gets brought up is that he was an alcoholic who maybe when he got drunk, he was a, a mean alcoholic. Uh-huh. Like, I have a lot of people in my family that that's their story. Okay. And they're my nowhere children. Nowhere near this kind of. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, nowhere near this kind. Like I've never met anyone that had this much vitriol for everyone in their life. I guess anyone. I don't. Think, I also just don't like his voice. Okay, that you don't like Tom Hardy is on par no. for you. I guess I just don't I think, think it's fine. My, I, I guess I just don't think to myself like just because I haven't met anyone that's this way doesn't mean that someone could not ever exist this way. It's just not it. it like the the story, like I can see why someone would be that way, uh-huh. just not from what they're giving me. Like they need okay. to, they need to either sell that better or they need to tell Tom Hardy to tone it down a little bit. Okay. Like okay. either he's overacting, uh-huh. which he might be. Yeah, maybe. Or the writing's bad. Or the writing is really bad. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I don't necessarily agree, but like that's, uh, you know, your guys' opinion. Yeah, I have a similar take, but I, I, once again, I'm not, I haven't watched a ton of Tom Hardy. I don't even know what all he's in. By the way, not Nothing, a fighter before. Not a fighter before, no. so I was wrong. Started training because of this movie. Um, But I had never seen anything of his where I was like, oh, wow, that was a really good performance. I remember really, like, I, I remember thinking that he was the most interesting part of The Revenant, mm. which is I a did. movie I have not seen since I saw it in theaters. I wouldn't have even remembered he was in the Revenant. Even as you said that, I can't picture him in the Revenant. I I think okay. I agree with you, and yeah. I I actually I, really like Tom Hardy. I'm a big fan. I I really I, I like I, Tom Hardy I think too. I genuinely I say I think that Tom Hardy is one of the better actors working mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, uh, I liked him in the Revenant. I liked him in Inception. Uh, I oh yeah, love him Inception. in uh, Peaky Blinders. Mm-hmm. I think that that might be my favorite role of his. Yeah. Um, I I I've definitely seen more, and I don't think I've ever. He's in Mad him. Max too. Mad Max, Mad Black Max. Hawk Down. I haven't watched Mad Max. He's in Black Hawk Down. Yeah, who's he in Black Hawk Down? Pretty much everyone's in yeah, Black Hawk Down. I was gonna Down. say yeah. I don't remember him in Black Hawk Down, but I'm not surprised. He's oh, the guy. He's it. the guy that Twomley saves and yeah. like you know dies as a result. Yeah, I remember. The only thing I remember about Revenant is the bear attack. To be honest with you guys, I couldn't tell you the plot of that movie. He was I, also in Band of Brothers. I feel like that is the plot. Of the I don't watch Band of Brothers. <laughs> I I have a funny story about the Revenant that I feel like I I don't have very much occasion to tell, but uh, I want to. So I was flying to visit uh, our deceased friend Dan in in Tennessee. <laughs> May he rest in peace. Yeah, and so I had to lay over, so I had to go like from Tennessee to Georgia and then Georgia to um, Nashville, and that is a thirty six minute flight. Okay, so you basically you get up to altitude, you go back down to altitude, right? And then a guy. 15 minutes into this 36 minute flight decides to put on the Revenant and like, we're like trying to get off the plane and he like won't get up because he's still watching the Revenant and he's like standing with his headphones still plugged in. He's standing, getting his carry on down and then sitting on the arm of his chair to continue watching the Revenant. I'm like, dude, you don't have time. <laughs> and and uh, It's like uh, a three hour movie. Yeah. Bro. And like a six inch screen is not how you watch the Revenant. <laughs> uh, I really thought it was pretty crazy. 
All right. Well, Zach, do you have any, uh, any, before we put this one in the books, any, any, uh, other things that you wanted to, to bring up to chat about? I don't think so. Okay. Zach, I know how this okay? feels and I'm sorry. Like <laughs> yeah, I, it's okay. I, I, I try, I, I saw this coming and I tried to talk you out of doing this movie so hard. I just, well, I mean, I knew that you wouldn't like it and that I feel pretty whatever. Or I, I knew that. Yeah. Cause you had said it's, it's a very mid movie. And so I knew that and you and I, we don't often like, we, we don't always see eye to eye. Yeah. I am a little more surprised on Scott and Tyler's. I think you might be surprised by what I'm about to rate this thing. Okay, maybe I am. Maybe I am. Because I don't feel like I've talked Scott didn't say very negatively. But Scott just didn't say much. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing, Jake, though, is we none of us have ever bought dead fish and <laughs> thrown, it in, <laughs> thrown it in your face and said, you're getting fed to the shark. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was, and that was how to start the episode. <laughs> yeah. I was too excited to bring him out. I'm just like, I love this movie. It really speaks to me and is very compelling. And then I get herring thrown into my face. <laughs> so I was too happy to do Like, as soon as he... As you were soon, very happy to do it. We as, all saw. Yeah, as soon as I saw him pull that fish out, I was like, there's no way I'm not coming with a fish. Well, what's funny is... When was, you, that, was that fake Joe Rogan? Yeah, who did yeah, that? yeah. it was fake I Joe Rogan. And which, by the way, I did want to say, I thought fake Joe Rogan delivered Joe Rogan He did super Joe Rogan well. really well. He did Joe Rogan really well. I, I ended up uh, like going to look at like Joe Rogan's impressions uh -huh. of this, uh, and apparently they're really good friends. So he just like, was like, that, hey, yeah. man, like can we sit down and like, I, I'm <laughs> yeah. going to be like doing you basically. Do you think yeah. that in the warrior TV show, that guy is going to have the biggest podcast in the world? I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I really hope so. I do. I mean, only second to rotten potatoes. True. In we, that world, we have like a super successful podcast yeah. in yeah. the warrior world. Well, yeah. we're the only podcast that's ever talked about this movie. In that world, there's a million. I Remy's. know that that's not true because I've listened to Bill Simmons podcast. Talk about this movie. They did a whole episode on this movie. It's a super successful it's podcast. What? It's a joke. I'm just, but I, I'm trying to prove that this movie does have some relevancy. All right, Zach, you're our first rating. Uh, I'm going to give this 8.2 dead fish thrown into my face. Man. Uh, Jake. I'm going to give this a 6.7 goldfish in the ring. Uh, Tyler. Uh, I'm going to give this, uh, 7.1, uh, coins thrown in Nick Nolte's face. And I'm going to give this 7.4 brothers that should have never been in the ring. <laughs> You're right. I'm surprised to see the, the score on this movie in a good way. <laughs> this came out to a 75%. 75 seems perfect for what I thought about going into this. And I liked it a little bit less than I remembered coming out of it this time, but that's perfect for me. Yeah. This seems about where I would incredibly middle of the road. So this comes out to movie number 71 out of 124. Nice. I'll take it. Yeah. Not bad. Um, where are we going next week? Next week we're going to Utah. Oh, we are going to a, uh, frankly, uh, a, a fighting movie that, uh, is a better fighting movie, maybe. Uh, no, I'm just teasing, Zach. Uh, no, we're we're doing an action shoot 'em up, John Wick two. Uh, who do you want to have last word before we go into John Wick two? I want you to have the last oh, word. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that.
tuned. I think this episode is just going to be effed up.